We expect a lot from our homes. They're more than a place to hang your hat. They're where you try your hand at gardening and new recipes, rest and recharge, work and play. And that's why at HomeAdvisor, we're committed to keeping your home up and running. Whether you need to repair an overloaded appliance or you're looking to create a backyard retreat worthy of a summer staycation, use the HomeAdvisor app day or night and we'll find a local pro to get the job done right. Whatever you need, we'll do everything to fix your everything. Download the HomeAdvisor app today to get started. Have you ever had a nightmare neighbor? You know, a neighbor from hell? You know what I'm talking about. If so, we want to hear about it in our brand new podcast, Nightmare Neighbors. That's right. We got another one in the works. But we need your stories first. Go to NightmareNeighbors.com and send in your Nightmare Neighbors story. Or call in toll free 888-68-CRAZY. 888-68-CRAZY. And share your nightmare neighbor story with us. And we may talk about it and use it on a future episode of the Nightmare Neighbors podcast coming very soon. Maybe they're your current neighbors. Maybe they were a neighbor from years gone by. Now is the chance to tell your story anonymously. Go to NightmareNeighbors.com to share your Nightmare neighbor story with us. Or call 888-68-CRAZY. And be part of the brand new Nightmare Neighbors podcast. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, what was the bright, foggy light that invaded one listener's home? That's today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number. To write in or call it. There you go. And share your real ghost story with us. You can write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. We'd uh, love to hear your ghost stories. And if you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. And the EPP is sign up for that at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Tony and Carol Hughes joining you once again. And how are you doing this fine day, Carol? Tony, I'm just so great. <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> It's, there's, there's, so great. It's it, on a day like, you know, June 1st of 2020. Let me tell it's you, kids. It's a weird day. When you look back in the history books, you're going to look at that and go, let's pour ourselves some lemonade because that's a great day in American history. Uh, yeah. No, Everybody it, it's not. got along so well. It's just, everything it was, was looking so up. Everything's just looking so great again. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, so yeah, it's, I, I can't even watch the news right now. Cause I'm, I'm just like, I'm in no way being serious about what I just said. So if somebody's out there going, he thinks things are great. I don't, I don't at all. I was being sarcastic and satirical. Welcome to our program. I know a lot of you come here uh, for escape. So every once in a while we need to escape too. And, and just kind of talk about, you know, what the hell is going on, but let's jump into some ghost stories and, uh, have some fun with that today. Uh, Again, 
855-853-4802, our phone number to share your real ghost story with us. Let's go to our first letter of the day. It says, let me start off by saying I'm not sensitive, but I do get visions in a way, like when I sleep usually. I don't remember my dreams, but when I do, it's like I'm truly living an event. Then I wake up and that event can happen in one to two weeks or that day. Other times I'll get random thoughts in my head and dither. It is what someone is going to say next or something that is going to happen soon. This has been going on for a long while now, probably since I was in the fourth grade. And is the first memory of this happening. Anyway, let us get to that story. I used to live in Washington State. And when most people think of Starbucks, Seattle, rain and woods. But let me say something about that. It is true, except that there are more than woods. There are haunted woods. I luckily did not live near any woods or any water source, such as a stream, lake or creek. So you would think that I had dodged all the bullets, but not. Of course I did not. I lived in a haunted house. Let me say that I've always loved the paranormal and my dream job is to be an investigator or do a podcast like you guys, but that does not mean that I'm not scared of ghosts. Anyway, my brother, who I'll call Jay, and I moved into my mom's boyfriend house. I didn't think too much of it at this. It's very normal for us to do. Little did I know this was going to be different, a lot different. My mom's boyfriend's name was JD. Anyway, JD did not have a working AC in his house, so we usually slept in the garage since it was summer at the time. So one day we were all taking a nap around noon. About three hours later, I suddenly woke up with an urge to use the restroom. So I got off my air mattress, left the dark garage as quiet as I could. When I opened the garage door, the light was so bright, it blinded me. So I'm squinting, walking into the house about 20 feet away. Once I get to the door, I go in as fast as I can, get out of the sun, and now my eyes are taking less light than I can see normally. The first thing I noticed is the TV was off. I thought it was weird because we usually leave it on, but I let it go because my mom could have turned it off. So I walk into the bathroom and I lock the door and I look into the mirror. I'm about to sit and do my business when all of a sudden I see the bathroom door opening slowly. So at first I thought that maybe my brother got the key or I didn't close it all the way. But then the door started to close, then open, then close over and over vigorously. But there was no one on the other side of the door. So now I was scared. I was yelling for my brother. Then it stopped with the door wide open. I run out. And as I'm running through the door frame, it feels like I'm running through super thick fog and it was ice cold, but I didn't stop. I just kept running all the way to the garage. No one believed me besides my brother because he told me he was the last one in the house and the TV was on. And when he got to the door, the TV shut off. So he turned around and was going back to the living room where he felt the invisible ice cold fog. And for clarification, like I said, the door was locked and no one was in the house besides me. There was no AC, and the only windows were in the kitchen in the other half of the house, and our spare bedroom also on the other side of that house. After that, I never went into the house alone, or tried not to, but when I did, I always felt watched and never completely alone. I have a couple of other stories to share. When the time is right, at FYI, I had a strange feeling about this airing with you, Tony, and Carol. No idea why. I love the podcast. Thanks for sharing my story. Gunner. Well, that's interesting. I I did not plan that. 
In by strange feeling, what does that mean? Like bad feeling? <laughs> I don't or, know. Now I'm paranoid. I just guessing which who's going to be on the episode. I guess and and just kind of. Okay. So it's not necessarily bad feeling. No, just a strange one. Just a strange feeling. You give people a strange feeling, Carol. We need to talk about this. <laughs> But I'm going to talk about oh, it in I a real creepy voice. I need to do. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. But uh, I had to kind of when when um, they were talking about running through the house and it was cold. All I could think of running through the house, going, "The AC's working. The AC's working. <laughs> Everybody, come in here. It's nice and cool." Because that would be a nice thing for them to do. It's like. Watch this. Yeah. Boom, we can make your house really comfortably cold. Um, yeah, that shit reminds me of when I was a kid and that really scary stuff. And yeah. being poor and not having air conditioning in your house was also my situation. Sure. But that being really terrified of it. And you're sitting there looking at something and it's happening and it shouldn't be happening and you can't explain it, but it's happening. Yeah. You know? It's like, and then of course people are gonna try to tell you it wasn't happening, but yeah, and just seeing something that you can't explain, especially when you're a kid, you know. Yeah, Although I, that shit would scare me right now. Sure, <laughs> it happened to me. So now it, it's uh, it's a situation where you know you're, you're trying to just get through it and and try and make some sense of any of it, and at the end it, it's just like the the only. Uh, solution is is avoidance uh you know you just can't you're not going to win that battle in some cases and you know there's at some point you know i'm, I'm all about being a fighter and things but when it's, it's like it's, it's a losing battle you're, if that ghost is determined you're not going to get it gone and and you probably don't want to go through the experience of trying to get it gone um because that could i think be more scarring than just what it was doing you know to begin with Agreed. No. Agreed. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number. We have real ghost stories online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's jump over to this one. Uh, it says, hi, I have several stories. When I was about four years old, my grandma and I were sleeping in the bed in the attic, her sewing room. I was sick and felt like I had bugs crawling on me. So my grandma would get out of bed, turn the light on to show me that there were no bugs on me. And once I was satisfied, I'd then get up and turn the light off and get back into bed. The routine continued several times as each time she turned the light off, I would feel the bugs again. The light had a string on it, so she had to find it in the dark and pull the string each time as she was starting to lose her patience with me. One of the times she pulled the string to turn the light out, I saw a ghost in a full-length mirror. I screamed and told her what I saw, an old man with a white beard in a white shirt and white pants looking at me. I felt like he looked like a ship captain. I do not know if I knew he was a ghost at the time, though. My grandma turned the light off and on repeatedly after that, trying to replicate what I saw to no avail. I've told the story my whole life, sometimes embellishing what he was wearing, and the truth is I can only go by what my grandma remembers as the ghost's appearance is very vague to me after 46 years. My grandma is now 86, and she remembers it very clearly. She said whether I saw a ghost or not, I convinced her that I did, and I, no one ever slept in that room again. This house was in Washington, and we moved to California when I was five. 
My grandma used to tell me that my mom saw ghosts in that house all the time, but that she herself never did. When I recently asked my mom about it, she said she could not remember. When I was a child, I used to hear my name called. I would turn around expecting to see my mom and no one would be there. I was an only child for 10 years, so I spent a lot of time alone. These things spooked me and I wanted them to go away. So I pretty much ignored anything scary. It's been a long time since anything scary has happened to me, thank goodness. My other story is about my baby brother. When my brother was 20 years old, he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. He also had agoraphobia, so his connection with the outside world, other than me, our mom, and his dad was all but cut off. He'd periodically ask us how family members were doing, but he never spoke with the family or saw them. He only knew what we told him. Flash forward about 10 years, and our first cousin on our mom's side was in a single car accident and was killed. If you know anything about schizophrenics, you know that they do not handle death well at all, so my mom made the decision that she would not tell him, ever, to ensure that his dad would not slip up and say something. She chose not to tell his dad either. My brother and his dad lived in a town about half an hour where he grew up from, where my, my cousin died. So my mom was 100% sure he would never find out. I went along with my mom's plan, even though I had mixed feelings, because in the end, I did not want my brother upset. Well, somewhere in the first year after my cousin's death, my brother told my mom that he had a strange thing happen. He proceeded to tell her that he was lying in bed one night. Our cousin appeared above him. My mom asked if our cousin said anything to him. My brother said no. He just looked at him. He laughed it off and said that was weird. After this happened, my mom told my brother's dad about our cousin dying, but to this day, my brother still has no idea that our cousin died. I have a few other stories, but those are lengthy, so I'll have to wait for another time. Very uh, interesting family stories there. Um, in, in the first one, my mind just kept picturing uh, the Vandekamp's fish stick guy uh, as the ghost <laughs> showing up in the mirror, like with the the yellow. In my mind, he's wearing a yellow parka or some. I don't know what he's. It's probably the uh, uh, Mandela effect. I don't know what he's wearing, but in my mind, he has a big beard and is wearing a big yellow raincoat. Maybe it's a mix of Curious George and the Vandekamp's guy. I'm not sure. <laughs> I didn't actually have anything in my head. No. For that, no. Old sailor. I kind of saw like a shadowy figure. Yeah. But I think it's interesting because the mom is like, oh, I don't remember anything. Yeah. That is so a mom thing. Like, okay, we lived in a haunted house. Remember, <laughs> we were all terrified. And mom and my, this is my mom. She'd be like, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it wasn't that bad. I <laughs> <laughs> it was. Well, yeah, you know, that one time. And then she'd tell this most terrifying story. And I go, what do you think that was? I don't, well, I don't know. I think it could have been a ghost, Mom. Well, I don't know. <laughs> is it she a guilt not, thing? She is wouldn't it, buy into it for the longest time. Is it just not wanting, though, to look at, say, look back and say, I had my kids in a haunted house and they were terrified by it. I don't want to be responsible for that. I don't know. My mom kind of thrives on crap like that. You know, she, <laughs> she loves drama. It's true. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. And then I think that other, like, that's an interesting situation about not telling him about the person's death and then him seeing that person. It's almost... It's like that person went and told him goodbye. Mm -hmm. Without directly saying it, because maybe even he knew it'd be a bad idea if I said, hi, I'm dead, nobody's telling you. 
you know, just more of a, right. hey, I'm just going to float above your bed like uh, Fred Savage and Little Demons in 1989. It'd be real creepy and weird, and there'll be something weird that just scares you in your bedroom. Uh, oh, my God. I hope I don't wake up tonight and see Fred Sa- Savage hovering <laughs> above me. Do you, do you oh, re- that's all I need. Do you have any... Reg- I remember that movie because I was a kid, but do you, do you remember that movie at all? No, uh, I don't even kind of at all. It was horrible. I've got that in my head. It was a horrible, horrible movie. And it was one of those where everyone was like so big on Fred Savage because of Wonder Years. And it was obviously an iconic, great show. But then like he was in a series of movies and they're all just kind of like, yeah, they're okay. you know. <laughs> but um, anyway, if you were uh, a kid at the time, that's where you remember some of those just bizarre ones. We all have them. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's jump over to a caller. Hi, let's hear your story. Hey, guys. How's it going? So uh kind of want to stay anonymous for this one. Sorry, that's my dog in the background. Um kind of want to stay anonymous for this one, so I'm just going to refer to myself as Bob. But um I live in South Dakota in a pretty small town. Um, 700 people, so pretty much everybody knows everybody. Um, it's one of those towns where you see somebody on the side of the road or something like that, and you pull over, you help them. Uh, you know, kind of a tight, tight-knit community. But um, anyway, I work at a golf course uh, in South Dakota, which is about a 35, 40-minute drive from uh, the town that I live in to the golf course. And, you know, it's a golf course, so you start real early in the morning. So I wake up at 4 or 3.45, head out there at 4, and then I start working at 5 o'clock. But when you're driving out there, I mean, it's it, obviously it's dark, 4 o'clock in the morning in South Dakota. It, it gets light at, like, 5, so it's not extremely dark, but it's still, you know, privacy silhouettes and stuff, but it's, it's still kind of sketchy. Well, anyways... Um, one, one time, uh, I'm driving out there, I, uh, I see these, uh, these taillights and, um, it's kind of, it's South Dakota, so it's, it's pretty flat. I mean, there are some hills here and there, but majority of my route, I can see at least two miles ahead of me. Um, I can see taillights, you know, a long ways away. So right away, I was kind of, when I saw these taillights, I was kind of like, shook because uh, I didn't see them before this and this is uh, probably 10 miles into uh, a road that I had to take before I it was like 20 miles stretch of this road until you turn onto uh, the gravel road to get to my building so I was like 10 miles onto this 20 mile stretch and from the beginning of this 20 mile stretch to where I was it was all flat so and I mean, I was only probably about a mile behind this car, so I would have seen it. So I kind of just, I'm like, all right, that's kind of weird, but they probably just turned on an approach, whatever. So I see these taillights, I see these taillights. They go over a hill, I don't see them anymore. Um, you know, I, I eventually get over the hill, I expect to see them, they're gone, completely gone. And I'm like, all right, and they turned. But again, South Dakota, pretty flat. I looked both ways to my left and my right. I looked ahead of me. I looked on all the roads that I passed. There was no taillight. Like I said, it's dark. I can see taillights for a long ways away. I can also see headlights from a long ways away. Um, and I, I, I didn't see any of that. And I was just 
you know, like it, it, it threw me off. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I probably just didn't see him. I write it off. Uh, I go over another hill. I come, I get, I get on top of the hill. I see, I see these taillights sitting on the side of the road. And now I'm really confused because it's like they have their hazards on, but it's not as, I don't know how to explain it. It's not as, uh, it's not really a pattern. It's like, you know, hazards are like on, off, on, off, on, off. These, these were not like that at all. It was like, it was like they'd go on and they'd stay there and then they'd kind of flicker and then they go off and on, off, on, stay there, kind of flicker. And then they go off for a while and then they go back to being regular hazards. So, you know, like I said, it's the type of place where you stop and help people. And um, so I start to get closer to this car, probably within 500, 300 yards. And, you know, obviously I'm starting to slow down. I get down to about 20 miles an hour, you know, probably 200 feet, maybe 100 yards away from them. And it just, they, I, I see the lights. I see the taillights shut off and at this point and like my lights are kind of dim on my car I have an older car so I couldn't really see the car but when I saw the taillight shut off but okay so I kept going I kept going a little bit longer and like I said maybe only a hundred yards I get to the point where the car was to shine my headlights on it to see if they need me help cars gone and I'm like okay what the fuck just happened? Like, at this point, I pulled over and was, like, kind of walking around the area, and I was like, what the fuck just happened? At this point, I was, I was spooked. Like, this has never happened to me before. Like, I, I, I just don't know. And, um, so, you know, I'm just like, okay. So I go to work, whatever. I get home, and I, um, my parents, I, like, I, I've lived in this town, for 18 years. I'm 18 right now. Um, I've lived here my whole life. And um, I'm, I asked my parents, like, were there any crashes out there? Like, do you know of anything? And turns out um, about right where I, about right where I saw this car, um, apparently a while back, I don't know exactly how long, but somebody pulled over um, at this spot and their, their car basically exploded because I don't know, there's something wrong with their engine, but it, it, it basically blew up in this, in this spot or at least, you know, right around this area. So that I was kind of like, whoa, I mean, that's, like I said, I've been living here for all my life and I've never heard of that story. So I was kind of shook by that and I'm not insane. I'm not. I, I'm mentally stable. I was not on anything. I was not drunk. I was not on any sort of drugs or anything like that. Um, yes, it was four in the morning. Yes, I was a little tired, but I, I, I know what I saw. Like, I was awake enough. I was alert enough to be able to drive. So obviously I was awake and alert. And this was, I've been working out there for four years. This was last year. So my third year working out there. I'm kind of used to those hours, and this was like midway through the summer. I'm used to working 
at five in the morning working 10 hour a day and driving home at three. Like I was used to that. So again, I wasn't really that tired and it just, I mean, I, I don't know. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, may I think my personal opinion is it might've just kind of been residual. Um, that's, that's kind of what I got. Uh, I'm religious and I know you're not supposed to communicate with ghosts or anything like that. I don't really believe in ghosts. I believe in spirits and, and demons and stuff, but I know you're not really supposed to communicate. So I, I, I didn't and haven't tried since. Um, but I, I, I don't really know. Like, I guess I don't really know the whole communication thing with, with spirits, the spiritual world. But I would think if I go to that spot with like a recorder or a spirit box or something, I, I could try to contact, but I, uh, I'm, I'm too scared of, uh, too scared of the spiritual world to do that really. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I also have another story about seeing a tall shadow, uh, like almost demogorgon looking thing on the side of the road, but I'll, I'll save that for another time if you want to hear it. Um, I really love your guys' podcast. Uh, thanks for everything you do. I really did somebody believe me on this one because everybody I've told this story to, they just look at me and they're like, you're fucking crazy, dude. And yeah, I just thought I'd share it. Um, thanks for everything, guys. I'll catch you later. Bye. Thanks for sharing that, uh, that experience with us. What's, uh, what are your thoughts? Well, at first, as he's telling the story, because I, I can totally see that kind of road, because where I live, it can be super flat and you yeah. can see really far. And um, but I'm like, you know, you try to debunk it and it's like they could have had a short in their lights. Sure. So which even like they could have pulled over and the lights are still shortening and out. But the fact that the car wasn't there, I'm like, but I love him because he's like, even though it was kind of weird, like the lights are there, they're not there, they're there. He was still willing to help him. Yeah. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. Like, that's a good person. But I'm also so with him on that communication thing. Like, I don't need to communicate with anything. Yeah. Nor do I want to. But I do think that things like that happen. And I definitely think that happened to him. And it's interesting. But he pulled over where the car should be. And where, I wouldn't yeah. have even done that. I'd it, have been like, maybe I should help him, but they're freaking me out. I'll get, I'll get somewhere and call nine one one. Yeah, there's that good Samaritan thing where it's like, yeah, I'd like to be the perfect me would be, but I'm a little too freaked out to do it right now. So, um, no, but he did it. He like, did it. Hats yeah. Off. Yeah, definitely. That's a good person right there that does. Except for the very end. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. This is kind of freaking me out. Mm -hmm. But they might need help. Like, what a good person. Those those days, those, uh, you know, being that age and, you know, starting, you know, your life and being out driving and everything. I have so many fond memories of uh, me going out and driving. It's interesting. There's there's a highway near my hometown that kind of divides right and left. Uh, and uh, uh, there's this one side of the highway and there's the other side of the highway, uh, but they have distinctly different feels to them. And I don't know why, but I would love to go out sometimes late at night in my 1983 Pontiac Sunbird and uh, and cruise around Ooh. the these hills and and kettles as they call them in some areas of Wisconsin, uh, and I would just start driving uh, the direction towards Lake Michigan, 
Uh, and it's about a 30 mile drive, but there's just rolling hills left and right. And it's very easy to get turned around and lost. And there's no GPS in 1997 or eight or whatever. Um, so uh, it's it's just me and getting lost and trying to figure my way back out. But I would love doing that because there was something just kind of creepy and weird. And the hills would roll at night and you get fog in some of the bottoms and then others not. And I never had anything happen like this where there was a missing car or uh, something like that. I was wanted that. But I did get turned around many times where I swore to God I was going just kind of in a straight line trying to get oh, back super home. super easy to do. And then I'm all of a sudden back going past the same like drugstore in some town with third, like three people in it. I'm like, how did I get back here? You know? Um, but th that, that was the weirdest I ever had was I had that happen consistently one night and I still don't know how the hell it happened. Um, because I swear to God, I was just on this straight path, this straight road. And somehow, I I don't know. I, I don't know. It was a weird one. But uh, anyway, 855-853-4802, uh, our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. That's going to wrap up today's episode of the program. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you are at Carol Hughes, correct? On Instagram. On Instagram. Well, that's where everybody is now. Nobody's using anything other than that right. or MySpace. That's what I want to bring back. Uh, I really do enjoy all the comments I get from people. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, so follow us. Uh, follow at Carol Hughes on Instagram. I'm at Tony Bruski, B-R-U-E-S-K-I. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. Hope everybody is doing their best right now as we're going through this crazy time in our world. I'm Tony Bruski, host of Real Ghost Stories Online. Wanted to invite you and let you know about our other brand new podcast that we just launched, Help Kill the Time for You. It's called The Dark Side of Wikipedia. It's about true crime and dark history. We dive into some of the strangest, most disturbed minds and experiences from our history and examine their story, their Wikipedia entry, and then discuss the cases, the individuals, and the psychology of the events as we go through each and every story. Some of our first episodes include Ed Gein, the BTK killer, the new London school explosion, Amityville murders, Richard Speck, Amelia Dyer, the General Slocum disaster, Jeffrey Dahmer, and more. New episodes every single week. Check out Dark Side of Wikipedia. Search it. Subscribe wherever you download podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. It's available now with new episodes every single week. Dark Side of Wikipedia. Search and subscribe today and stay safe out there.